0: Yes, sir, and welcome to the road to Damascus, where it's not about the road, it's about the journey. I'm your host, Brock Hendricks, and I just want to say I've missed you guys. We've been on a little hiatus, but we're back to bring you this hot fire known as Road to Damascus. Uh, and before I introduce the people that's going to help me navigate the ship, let me first uh, tell you how you can reach and be a part of this show. You can always reach us via email at Road to Damascus. That's Road, the number two, damascus at iCloud.com. Or you can follow us on any of our social media outlets. We are on Instagram as well as Twitter, Road to Damascus, Road the number two, Damascus. And email us, uh, like us, follow us on our other platforms, and you can listen to the show anytime or anywhere where you get your podcasts. So let me say what's up to the people that are here with me today, to the people that are here with me today. Let me first start off with the person directly in front of me, Uh, author, philanthropist, preacher, elder, and all these other things that I can't name. The Rabbi Shonda. Say what's up, Rabbi. Say what's up. I had to to mess with you a little bit. I had to mess with her a little bit, just a little bit. And of course, the man who, the man, the myth, the legend, the guy who is always with me every week, holding it down, my little bro, but he's bigger, he's thicker than me. He could probably flex me a little bit, but it's nothing but love. Okay. <laughs> my main man, Steph, what up, Steph? B-Rock, what up, though? Shana, what up? It was good to be back, it's good to be back amongst you guys. Lauren isn't with us, but we're going to give her a little whoop whoop. Um, we miss you and we hope to get you back uh back on the show for the next podcast that we do. So, we coming out the gate swinging, y'all. You know, we've been away for several weeks. I know uh we all should be a little refreshed. I'm a year older than I was when I left the podcast. I just turned the big 4-0 and uh, went out of the country for about a week and had a blast. Didn't we, Steph? Yes. We
1: we 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 went on a much-needed trip. Yeah, it was a... I don't want to say
0: we, 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 we. Two times. Well, we had a... It it was a brother's trip, and we had an excellent time. Yeah, we did. So let's dive right into this uh, topic. So today we will be discussing dating and marriage in the church. Dating and marriage within the church. So, uh, I mean, well, we got uh, two singles. That's why I wish Lauren was here with us today. Two uh, singles and then one person that is uh, married. Um, And I know this is a heavy topic, so I'm just going to ask y'all right out the gate. When you hear that term, dating and marriage in the church, what immediately comes to mind, Rabbi?
2: Ooh, Well, (laughs) what immediately comes to mind is that the, the two aren't directly correlated for me. Um, there, there are really no scripture that relate to dating in the Bible, so we try to make everything churchy, which is probably the reason why so many relationships don't work. So hopefully we'll be able to dive into that a little bit as we. Okay, get to I later. like
0: I like where your head is heading. I like where your head is heading. You, you said the first word? Yeah, when you hear the term... So much <laughs> <laughs> I guess I, he didn't want to hear that question again.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. no, I yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. Yeah, it's not, you know, everybody's so gun ho on, you know, find you somebody in the church and things like that. Um, it's not just somebody being in the church. Somebody being whole in the church.
0: But you know I think we're gonna get it yeah. man, we coming out the gate with some fire today um <laughs> man, um I, I, I recently that. went through a, a situation that you know
1: <laughs> <laughs> I understand you know
0: and it's true hey, uh, right, well, we always say this is church for us, and this is therapy for this us, is. so we this can is. uh we, we we minister to one one to another uh so when I hear uh dating and marriage, I often think about. Um, the expectation that the church kind of has wrapped us around where it's like, this is the courting process. And then once you court the person, you know, you want to do the research. Is that a good godly family and things like that? Do you know, do the parents go to church? What's their denomination? Does it match up with ours? And then after that, you know, uh, get married. But I always felt like there was never any education about what, a good marriage would look like, or what even um, healthy dating looks like. It was just, are they in the church, aren't they? And you get married and happily ever after.
2: See, just based on what you just said, if you're in the church, why wouldn't you have a good idea of what a healthy dating relationship or marriage looks like?
0: Because we've never talked about it.
2: No, because most people in the church don't have healthy oh, relationships oh, or healthy me. marriages. Hey, excuse me. I because
0: apologize. we have
2: the responsibility first to be godly, being single, mm-hmm. and understanding who we are. That relationship that we have with God that should transfer over to when you start dating. You're dating somebody that you're equally yoked with, <clears throat> who has that same understanding of wholeness, wholeheartedness, healthy relationship with God. And when you get married, that continues. But when you just in the church trying to find somebody to get married so you can stop wanting to have sex or so you can have sex legally and you think that, oh well, we married now, that stops nothing. You can have sex legally, but you can't communicate with each other. You can have sex legally, but he just might punch you in the mouth sometimes. You can have sex legally, but y'all can't stand each other. We gotta fix this thing.
0: Mm-hmm. What? What? Go ahead, Steph.
1: No, I was gonna say, you know, church is a means to salvation, not
0: a means to marriage. Yes. wee hey, Yes. Man, that was a good one right there,
1: Steph. Steph on fire. No, I mean, I mean, I'm gonna be honest because, like, we just talked about it. Everybody's so focused on going to church, finding somebody to marry, finding somebody to date, and things like that. The truth is. Any form that we put before God is a form of idolatry, and it's true. We go in there, we go to church, and we say, oh, we want to find somebody. We, I, I need to, I've been in the exact same situation when I said I wanted to date just because, you know, I met somebody who wanted to focus on God. But if the focus is not greater, if the focus for you is not greater than the focus for, like where the focus for God is not greater than the focus for you, the relationship will never work. The focus has to be totally God, and that has to be secondary because you can even see the way you love, the way you, the way you react to situations, the way you guys can come together and even be able to understand anything, to be able to discern and understand different things. Um, we all don't come whole and complete with being able to understand relationships and things like that. Like I can talk to Shonda, like we had a pregame talk before here. And Shonda always helps hone in the ideas, <laughs> like we talked about. It's like the diamond—we find a diamond, and then it gets refined. Like that—that—that that, that is refined by us being able to talk about different revelations that we get. Um, the exact same thing when you date in the church and things like that. Most people are so focused just on finding somebody in the church. Then they say, "I found who I need in the church. I don't got to go to church this week." You know, they—they—they they, they, they already got
2: them. Right.
1: Stuff like that. So your focus was never. God in the church your focus Was to get one of God's children right Right so then That means that 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 whole union that You're trying to create it becomes A worldly union then. it's not a God driven union right a God driven union means God is The engine he is the Focus you are nothing more Than a a a passenger And you guys work together on this road Trip but If you're trying to go outside the current, you're trying to push it while one of the people and one of the partners in there sits and you try to become the engine, it doesn't go far. Right. You got to trust God to be that engine to lead you down this road and you guys talk together, pray together, fast together, commune together. You know what I'm saying? Those are the things that are very important and they're missing within the unity of a dating or relationship or marriage within the church.
0: Okay. Well, let me, let me add because... So let's just start off base that God is a found is the foundation of any healthy relationship, whether it be friends, family, anything. If God is the foundation, that's the foundation for a healthy relationship, period. Mm-hmm. So because all of us don't you brought it up at before the podcast, Shonda, you were talking about perspective. Yes. How you were raised, how you look at things, your vantage point determines your perspective absolutely and i always think of the the story of the the blind men um and the elephant and one was by the tail and one was by the leg and one was by the the front of the mouth now they often use this as an illustration about religion and things like that but what wherever you're at determines your perspective what was that story with the elephant i don't it's, oh, I, I, well, it just talks about religion and depending on where you're at, that determines your perspective Perspective of Ooh, a religion. So I was
1: just talking about some perspective. Yeah, so that's
0: – but yeah. so when you are dealing with people's perspective, meaning we have um, a church that has not been healthy in relationships, mm-hmm. so you begin to get ministers that go after that, that um, to sell hope to women. You know, you got books by T.D. Jakes and Juanita Bynum when she was hot. And now what's the guy, uh, Mike Todd, um, his books and things like that. Like we're trying to sell people on these ideas, but the vantage point and the perspective is not the same from everybody. Right. So uh, I guess the question that I'm asking is what, what, how do we all get on the same page? Because depending on where you're looking at it from, where what your perspective is, because some people, what's what's important to you might not be important to me. Right. But there's no one-size-fits-all. And that's what these, like especially with Mike Ty, his is a one-size-fits-all type situation. And I got a few issues because it's kind of like you live the life you wanted to live, but you want to marry a virgin, and we can kind of right. dive deep into that part. But... So go with with that uh tossed salad I just gave you right. and that mushin <laughs> Stefan, don't make that face. I'm gonna have to cut that part out. So <laughs> I'm I'm editing that part out. So when somebody hear that, they'd be like, What did he edit I mean, it's out? It's part of right. love I- and I- marriage. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <He knows. laughs>
0: Oh, uh, now, now I gotta leave it gotta in. Keep, right. Now I gotta keep it <laughs> hey, in Chay. Like, what are these in you <laughs> <Right>. No. <laughs> so with that that uh, that that melting pot that I just right. Right. Uh, gave to you, what what would you do with that?
2: For for me, here's the thing. Sitting right here at this table, you and I have two different vantage points. Right. If I describe to you what I see. It would be, I see um, the the gray case, I see hand sanitizer, I see a pink and gray box, I see a sign that says, nursing is a work of the heart. If I ask you to describe what you see.
0: I see another building, I see trees, and, and I see cars and a bridge and things like that.
2: Right, now we're sitting in the exact same spot. Correct. We're just facing different directions. So for me, my goal would be to describe what I see with such passion and love and commitment that I get you to turn around like, hey, what is that you see? I've just shifted your vantage point because now you've turned to see what I'm talking about. That's when you've captured a person's attention. Okay. Now we're both looking the same way. Now we can actually communicate. Because we're seeing the same thing. Or it's the other person. If the other person can get you to shift, now we're looking the same direction. Now we can communicate. Most people misunderstand communication thinking that it has to lead to agreement. It's never about agreement. It's about understanding. Seek first to understand and then be understood.
0: And all that getting, get get understanding.
2: Right. We need to communicate to understand. Not to agree. We may never agree, but I've heard you. You've heard me. Now we know where our focal point should be. We've just altered everybody's perspective just by switching locations for just getting you to turn your vantage point just a little bit. That's what we have to do.
0: Okay. Well, let me let me uh, piggyback on that. So we we change pers- perspectives and we change vantage points. But when we think, so you as a single woman. Mm-hmm. In church, what do you think, where do you think that they've dropped the ball? And I'll ask you, Stephen, as a man, what have you seen where they've dropped the ball? So, if, with you first, Rabbi.
2: You mean?
0: Where has the church dropped the ball as far as the perception that we've given to saints when it comes to what dating should look like?
2: We dropped the ball because we haven't given them a, um, an idea of what it should look like. We've just kind of turned the wolves and the sheep loose in the same yard and said, hey, if y'all want to be able to work this out together, you need to get married. We emphasize marriage, but not relationship. If you want to have a healthy dating relationship, then you should have healthy friendships. Because if you don't know how to build a friendship, how are you going to sustain a relationship? It starts way before you start Dating somebody with understanding healthy relationships, knowing your own boundaries, knowing how you feel about yourself. Do you love yourself? Because you can't love me more than you love yourself because you have to love your neighbor as yourself. You can't give me what you don't have. Otherwise, you make me a thief and a robber. We need to teach people how to love themselves, how to love God, how to build a relationship with yourself first. Know how to appreciate your singleness Live by yourself. Understand what it's like to pay your own bills. Understand credit. Finances tear relationships apart. Understand what a healthy sex life looks like. Understand what, what, it, what it means to be able to communicate or give words to your feelings and emotions. Do you have a good handle on your emotions? How do you handle What are your coping skills? We need to learn how to be alone. The church doesn't deal with those things. We just push
0: you towards marriage.
2: Towards marriage. And then when it's not working, then we want to step in and tell you, well, you know what? You just got to ride this out because you made vows. But we made vows with no understanding because even in most marriage counseling, they don't deal with those aspects. How many people sit in marriage counseling and talk about sex? Like we have two different sexual experiences here. You may have somebody who has sown all their wild oats and somebody who doesn't know what an oat is. (laughs) How are they going to relate? And since we talk real, you know, we're oh. frank here, yep. you got somebody who used to being kissed and licked and, and, and rubbed and, and touched and yeah. flipped mm-hmm. up and down and swing from the chandeliers. And, hey, we need toys and trinkets and KY and batteries. Right. Then you have somebody like, hey, I just lay mm-hmm. on my back.
1: Right. Traditional. How, yes.
2: <laughs> oh. How do we deal with these kind of things? How do I communicate to my partner that I like this, I don't like that?
0: Right. I want to go there, but I'm not going to go exactly. there.
2: Exactly. How do we, we need to introduce these conversations, teach people how to communicate real stuff. If we can get off the surface and really get to the things that matter, then we won't have to worry about people having healthy marriages because they'll have healthy relationships.
0: So it's really just the healthy marriage. is just a healthy relationship. Yeah. Okay. And what about you, Steph? Um, as a single man
1: yep. Um, I think we <clears throat> We talked about this before And uh, whatever we don't heal in our singleness Spreads like a disease in our togetherness So That's like right. Shonda said it before um, Learning to be single You know we're always pushed Especially as men And we're, we, we we've been able to create the excuse That we're physical So if you can't bear Not having sex Or having sex And you need it that bad Get married it's better to
0: marry than to burn.
1: Better to marry than to burn, right? So instead of controlling or staying focused to control an aspect to say, you know what, let me let me practice self-control, we immediately promote marriage. And the truth is when other people have other addictions and things like that, because if you don't have control, it is a form of addiction, right? So if 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 somebody says they have an addiction to sweets and he like, I, I, I you know, I just want to eat all this cake. Well, go home and make one. It's not the way to do it. You tell him, hey, listen, if you have an issue, everything is done in moderation. You have to slowly kind of teach that person how to create this self-control. Of course, since we all promote Christ, it needs to be done through the word. There's the, the word has so many different it or things that we can talk about to so where we can structure something to be able to encourage somebody to get past these things, but we're always promoted to, hey, let's find somebody in the church. To be honest, I've had more issues with women in the church than I've had with women in the world.
0: Okay, now. Okay, now. I have. have
1: I've had more issues with women in the church than I've had with women in the world.
0: So, so, um, um, elaborate on that.
1: Um, let's see. I would put it, I would say it as, um... Easy killer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really, I'm really creating something. And it's like, no, don't say that. Don't say that. No, it's uh, I think it is um women in the church have an expectation to meet somebody who's this boaz. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: right? Right. They have an expectation to meet this man that's just gonna, he's gonna do this. I want a man to do this and man to do that, and everything like that. Women in the world. As I just discussed with one today, and it was just a friend from school. She discussed how she just met. she has a poor chasing man. She understands that she's had a poor chasing man. So now she just wants a a, a taste of a good man just to be able to identify and see some things different. Now she's been with enough terrible men to be able to identify a good man. Mm -hmm. Like she said, she's dealt with men that have hit her, men that have talked about her disrespected her men that don't even want to buy her dinner men that have made her pay for the food and i was literally looking at her when well, my mouth dropped because i'm like wow like you know i'm actually the opposite of that right i've got my isms i got my things that i gotta work on and if the women that i've dealt with are listening to the show they'll be like oh you a trip probably right <laughs> I do my little small things, of course, and, and it may not be small, but I have my little issues that I have to deal with also. But I would say that I'm a man who's trying to be a good man and being led by God. I've understanding my own life that I need to structure my relationship closer to God than I need to structure for the woman that I feel like needs to be in my life. I have to be able to create a space for God to be able to fill that void, whatever is in me that I feel like I need a woman to be able to be here to feel good. No, no, God has to fill that void. He brings that woman along and he gives me enough capacity to be able to love her. Not me keeping a piece open for her, but allowing God to fill up that every part of my heart to where he gives me enough capacity for her. You understand what I'm saying? I do. Like not deleting pictures in my phone, to make new pictures. Right. But filling my my phone up, meaning my heart, with nothing but scriptures of the word and things from God, that he gives me the extra capacity, that cloud, so to speak, right. of extra memory to be able to love this, this woman one day. So we've had a, a terrible, uh, and I, I hate to say terrible, but it's the truth, we've had terrible examples of... Of, as far as man of what it is to date in marriage, everything has always had emphasis on sex. You know, it's not all those Absolutely. things in between. It's not, you know, they say be a provider and all this kind of stuff. You want to be a provider, but if she ain't happy with that, oh, it's her. She a trip, and you be like, ah, you know, it's a lot more than just being a provider. You know, if you have if you're whole in God completely within your own relationship, if God has saturated your your emotions, if God has saturated your heart. If God has saturated your mind, those things will run off into a relationship. But if He hasn't, and the only thing that you're focused on is, man, now if you, you want to wait to marriage to have sex, then as soon as you get married, your whole relationship is sex. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what? Bernie Max say, ain't, ain't nothing but 50 pumps? Count <laughs> it <laughs> <laughs> if you ain't got nothing to do.
0: Right. Because yeah. after that, it's, what it's, else do you have to go off? Yeah, on? no, I I think that we have not um, given people um, a blueprint at all or even I wouldn't even say a, a blueprint. We haven't even given them a game plan of possibly what something would look like um, or whatnot. So, Shonda, um, when I had made the comment about it's better to marry than to burn, you had kind of made a face. So is this something you want to say based on that?
2: Because I've heard that
0: so many times,
2: so many times in the last thirty years uh, of, of being church affiliated, <laughs> you know, it's, it's I've heard it so many times, and I've seen so many people get married
0: just to just fulfill,
2: thinking that it's going to quench the burn. It doesn't. It doesn't. I would rather be single in the bed by myself than laying next to somebody I can't stand.
0: Say For that the again. rest of my right life on.
2: next to somebody, I cannot stand. When God's teaching us the whole time how to, how to date healthy, how to marry healthy, said, hey, be patient, kind, long-suffering, gentle, be good, you know, have and, temperance and, and self-control.
0: And, yeah, you're talking about Corinthians, right? Exactly. But, but you know what's funny is that scripture is used a lot at wedding c- ceremonies. But that's not about marriage. That's about treating people in general. But it still is a is an emphasis what will help to have a healthy
2: marriage, right? And because if you can't be, if you can't have a healthy friendship, you're not gonna have a healthy. You're not how you do anything is how you do everything. You're not if you lie to your friends, you think all of a sudden you're not gonna lie to to, to the person you're dating. You know, if you can't be honest, why are you getting married? If you got a problem with lying, hey, work that out before you attempt to be in any type of relationship. So,
0: so you feel as though, or both of y'all, y'all feel as though, do y'all feel as though the church pushes people to marriage, even knowing that that's not the best thing for them? Do you feel like pastors, first ladies, elders, church mothers? push people towards marriage even knowing that neither, that both parties still have things that they need they still have brokenness that they're uh unhealed un
2: I don't know if I would say that they're pushing them towards marriage but they're not telling them they're not ready
0: okay so okay so I'm glad you went there because you and I both do marriage counseling um, for church. Now I do it strictly for church um premarital counseling. You you are uh licensed so you do therapy in general. Right. But you also do premarital counseling and marital counseling as well to add to the other things that I said she Shut did at the beginning of the show. <laughs> but um what are what are the biggest issues you see in single uh premarital counseling and then postmarital counseling? Where are, are the biggest issues that you see?
2: In in premarital counseling, it's always the inability to communicate their true feelings. Okay. You know, it always it it leads to an argument because one person feels like, in order for me to be right, you have to be wrong. And so they spend an hour arguing, trying to convince that person to agree with them. <laughs> Everybody's upset. Everybody has gone No, it's just zero. funny because it is. Yeah, everybody has gone from zero to 100. No, I was 100. literally looking at myself just like, <laughs> yeah.
0: like you sit there convinced I'm right, and I'm going right. to spend and this was, hour counseling so you understand I'm right. And, exactly. And I'm and, never going to say you right, but we're going <laughs> to sit here and try to convince me.
2: Exactly. Um, Post-marriage, uh, it's usually finances. Um, the so
0: finances of, would be number one. Yeah. Okay.
2: Um, the lack of, of sex or sex that they don't want, you know, uh, some sexual acts. Oh,
0: okay, got they're you. They're not
2: interested. Like, hey, that's an exit. There's no entrance. <laughs> I don't care what you used to do or who you used to be. Right. I'm not the one or the two.
0: Right. Got you. Oh. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Got you. Okay. Well, you mean post marriage? That means like divorce? They're married. They're married now. They're married oh, now. Okay. Yeah. So I'm premarital and then post, meaning they've they're I got you. Man and wife at this point. And 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 it's funny because the two things that I feel as though the church emphasizes a lot is the prosperity gospel one, and convincing women that they can be married would be two. Okay. In my opinion, would you agree or disagree with that? Would y'all agree? Wait, say it again. That on the the next biggest thing that these mega ministries push, one is prosperity gospel. You know, two dollars here, four thousand dollars, and this car is yours, and that would be one. And two is women and pushing them towards getting married. Right? Yeah. Would you say sure. <laughs> it's
1: Absolutely. never geared towards man? It's always geared oh yeah. Towards women.
0: Well, I want we're gonna end up doing a topic on that. I, I got something in the hopper, but I got to make sure everybody <laughs> gonna be here for that because okay. we need. But so that's a whole that might really that might be a two parter, yeah. okay. right there. But um. And the reason I um, brought that that part of it up is because it's almost like now within the church, it's become more of a th- way to sell books and and sell ministries as opposed to not affect trying to have effective marriages mm. and effective relationships. So that's why. So do you see that, Stefan?
1: No, yeah, I definitely. I mean, because I don't think uh, that,
0: because yeah. I've been I've. I've well, because I do marital counseling or premarital counseling, I've done the, um, the Emerson, the Eck, Eckrich Emerson book, uh, Love and Respect. I've gone to his seminars. I've read his book. So I've read the five love languages. I've, you know, deep. But when you start to really real look at it, it's becoming more like, is this a profit motive type thing? Is people really caring about these things? But go ahead, Steph. No, I mean it is geared
1: towards. Uh, you know, just like marriage in general, and it's not really geared towards having God in within the relationship. Um, the truth is, <laughs> we need to really, really teach people to, and it, this is really not something that you can teach. I hate to say it like that, so I'm really trying to figure out how to word this. Um, in order for you to have a healthy relationship a healthy relationship period. Um, you have to be somebody who wants to really seek after God. It's the truth. Um, we we put so many emphasis on the things that we can do and the things that, um, well, have you tried this and have you tried that? And it's like, it's only one combination. You know, we try to give them so many different ones to figure out, is this going to work? And the truth is, it has to be God at the center. And people say that, but then they don't direct how to get to that God being the center. Right. And in order for God to be the center, each individual has to have that relationship. Or or
0: even be seeking him continuously, running that race. Constant. Yeah, running that race that Paul talked about.
1: Continuously. Right. Like you and that person needs to be able to pray together, fast together. And I'm not just talking from a sense of let's just have this in a relationship and I don't really mean it. I'm just doing it because they're telling me that this works. I'm actually talking about being committed. Okay. Me and Shonda had a pre-talk about the show. We talked about the different forms of love. Right. And one of the forms of the revelation I got was commitment. Okay. True love is commitment. So I have to be able to be committed to God first before I can be committed to a woman. I, I know I have to. Okay. Nothing else works for me if I'm not committed to God. I'm talking about committed in my 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 everyday life, committed in my prayer, committed in my word, making sure just like when I eat and drink in the morning that I have to be able to feed my spirit also. Okay. The word. So I have to be committed to God first in order for me to be able to commit it. Be committed to a woman. Right. We're not taught that. Right. We're oh, yeah, that, absolutely. We're taught that, oh, no, it's – I mean, if you find somebody, he that finds a wife finds a good thing in Oh, yeah, we – right? That's the one that we – That's another hear. scripture we always I've heard that read. a lot, right? But the truth is I have to have commitment to God first – because he's committed to us, I have to have commitment to God, and then through that, God gives me revelation, and He gives me discernment on the relationship that I have with the individual. Then I'm able to progress. But in that relationship. but I,
0: but I would even say you say having discernment, but we don't even push warning signs and red flags to people.
1: No, I mean we do. I mean, no, but no, no. Some no. of us want to see do. I read the flag yet?
0: Yeah. <laughs> We, we, we Red flags
2: look like yeah. six flags Yeah, you right. yeah, yeah no, that's I'm, my problem
0: I yeah. just want to see how red the flag can get <laughs> right. Yeah I'm just saying Because it's a lot of people that stick around yeah. And you be like "Bro, I've been trying to tell you this for a minute You know
1: Man listen
0: <laughs> So, what, so um, Shonda what do you think About how we've tried to turn this Into a profit motive And, and not caring about the end result
2: I think it's horrible to profit off of people's ignorance or their pain, you know, because people are hurting. People are in, in trouble. And that's the, okay. Right. Give, give it, give it to them. You know what I mean? Just, Hey, I think this will help you when you can't sow out from the gift that God has given you. If the only thing you want to do is profit from it, then there, there's a problem somewhere. I mean, and I'm not saying that that they don't have a heart, right? Or that you shouldn't monetize it. You know what I mean? Right. That your gift should take care of you. Correct. But it should also enable you to take care of the people who are taking care of you.
0: Absolutely. Because
2: were it not for all of these people who are sitting out here yet hurting, sewing into you, you wouldn't be able to do the things that you're doing. That's one thing. To just kind of address what Stefan just said a second ago. There are people who have no relationship with God whatsoever, who have some of the best marriages, Mm -hmm. you know?
0: Yeah. I was going to bring that part up, but they have
2: some of the best ones. We need to understand that we need people who are willing to be uncomfortable with us. Find somebody who can sit in discomfort with you and listen to your experience of them and they don't judge you for it, treat you differently for it. They can hear you and make the necessary adjustments to it. You know, that's the beginning of having healthy relationships. Because this is the person that you you think you're going to spend the rest of your life with. So all the hard stuff that we don't want to take. Like, ooh, if I say this, are we going to end up, you know, divorced? You might. You just might. But the fact that you're willing to consider lying to the person that you're going to spend the rest of your life with should be an even bigger red light that's flashing, you know. Take that chance. Tell them the truth, because there is no relationship that you're going to be able to have once you start lying to each other.
1: Absolutely, y'all true. Yeah, you know, I think I I, I was probably framing it more so in a perspective for me because oh yeah, you know once, oh yeah no no yeah. once you unlock once you unlock God yeah you, can't, life, put you can't put him back in you can't put them back in the box yeah. and then every. Everybody knows that you serve God. Absolutely. You understand All what I'm saying so, with that?
0: So, so, so let's I agree hundred percent. So though,
2: yeah, just addressing think? the other people who might. Absolutely. Be Absolutely.
0: So let, let's get a little real now. So sex, nobody on this panel is a virgin and it's hard to, um, <laughs> that face, I already know. Face, face. Jesus, Jesus, bro. Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Okay. That face. <laughs> Jesus. Um, none of us are virgins. So we know that once you've experienced or had a sexual experience and dating, it becomes harder to date. Once you, I mean, we know people masturbation and all that other stuff, but once you really had sex, it's hard to sustain a, a a relationship of dating. Um, Even though you've trying to not refrain from that. And I know you've said Shonda that the first thing you tell people when you're counseling them mm-hmm. is if you're having sex, you need to stop. Yep. And if y'all live together, y'all need to maybe one go somewhere or something like that. Right. So, how do you deal with that personally when you're dating both of y'all? And how do you deal with that Shonda first as a counselor? Because we understand that it becomes a lot harder. And more often than not,
2: mm-hmm.
0: they're having sex and we need to be honest about that. Absolutely. We we can't pretend like, oh, y'all need to, you know, and I mean, no, they're they're not having sex. You, you, you sure about that? Oh yeah,
2: you sure? Because she's pregnant, right? I mean, how's, this, how's, this, how's this working?
0: Macular conception. I thought he was doing that one time. So go ahead. Starting with the the counseling part first.
2: You know, most most people who come, I'm, I'm usually aware that they are having sex. Um, the reason why I tell everybody, like, listen, first thing I need you to do is for at least fourteen days no sex. One, because you need to learn how to communicate. You need to learn how to communicate those feelings and stop using sex as a means of communication or a numbing agent. You know, people use sex to cover up what the real problems are or to avoid talking about things that are uncomfortable. So what we're going to do is, you know, I'm going to just blow you back out and we're going to brush right over this and tomorrow everything's okay. Nope, still there. And so here we are again, repeating this same cycle. Like our sex life is great, but we can't talk to each other. So yeah, how about this? We're gonna stop having sex. Whenever you feel that urge, talk to each other about whatever it is.
0: You hear that, them crickets? Yeah,
2: but you have to learn how to communicate. I mean, if you think your sex life is good right now, imagine what happens when you really learn how to communicate your feelings and emotions. When you can give words to that, because sex is not just the act. You should be making love to your spouse all day long. So by the time they Ooh, get Hold on, home, hold on. Say that again. Say that yeah, again. It's not just the act of <laughs> say sex. That, it say it that. <laughs> was it, like, <laughs> <laughs> it should be all day long. You know, it should be, you know, warm text messages, maybe a note that's in, in, in lunch. You know, maybe you should drop by, you know, I'm talking about husbands and wives. Maybe you should drop by the job with nothing on but a trench coat. You know, you need to be making love all day long or creating love, you know, in that person's mind all day long. So, one, when it's time to get off work, they like the Jill Scott song. No, nah, girls, I got something else to do. <laughs> right. I'm going home. Make sure your man wants to come home. Now, nah, I can't go out. I can't go drinking today. I've been, we've been talking all day. I, can, I can't show you this text message, but I'm going home. Right. The only time, if the only time you touch him or her is when it's time to get into bed, you have missed the mark. Intimacy and passion and connection happen. Intimacy, that
0: Intimacy, works. Intimacy,
2: yes. It happens all day long.
0: Okay, I like that.
2: So stop having sex. Become intimate. You know, become passionate. Learn how to make love without touching him or her so that when you do finally touch him or her, you are
0: right. Okay, before you go, Steph, so you, how do you deal with it?
2: I stay busy. (laughs) But there are moments, listen, we're very transparent. There are moments when I'm like, hey, 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 God. (laughs) ah, uh, if you don't do something quick, you know, the, the tribute song, if God don't come through with something soon, I might just, I don't know. Right. <laughs> you know, I have those moments just like everybody else. You Absolutely. Know, I may have to get up. I may have to pace a little bit. Got to walk this off. You know mm-hmm. what? Tell you what I'm going to do tomorrow. We going to the gym. We going to burn some of this energy up or call some friends, you know, read a book, get involved in something else. You know, it's not, you, you can't just, you can't pray away what's natural. You know, people, we we just gonna pray about it. How it was built into you? It's built into you to desire connection and affection, Mm -hmm. and it's given to you by God. How do you pray away something that was given to you by God? It's natural. It's supposed to be like that. Your body, ladies, is supposed to uh, get stirred up at a certain time. You know, it it lets you know that hey, this is around the time when you could conceive if you were married. These things happen whether you're in a relationship or not, you know, so the flesh does exactly what it's supposed to do. I just have to be mindful of my responses to it. Okay. So sometimes that response is not responding to it at all. (laughs)
0: Like I didn't get that email. Just leave leave it on red. What they say, leave it on red.
2: And I have friends. We we can be honest, right? Yeah, right.
0: we 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 can be honest. There's nobody here, just us yeah, three.
2: We used to say a long time ago, "Hey, if you ain't got a man, you got a hand."
0: You know, <laughs> the
2: Bible does not address masturbation at all. So I don't either. <laughs>
0: Bam. <Yeah. laughs> so was hey, that that was. was uh, I'm going hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna give her a little Jamaican horn love for that one. Go ahead, Steph.
1: So you said, "What do I? What do I do?"
0: Yeah. When what? <laughs> I do it. <laughs> you know, what? I, I do it. When the when the when the moment when the when it hits me, I do it. <laughs> <laughs> hey baby what you doing? <laughs> Stuff like 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 I just want to be specific cuz I want to know how my right. answer nah, is. I, I know I, I know we are talking about the
1: other man, not the brother man. Let, Let's what? be clear. On this question. Let me
0: get clear this question cuz I'm, I'm 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 gonna skate a little bit but I don't want to skate. And I want to know what direction I'm in. How how do you deal with in your with you being single, not married? How do you deal with the sexual desire aspect. How do you try to throw that fire? How do you try to extinguish that fire? Or do you just let it burn and go through the Rolodex?
2: All right, no. (coughs) So I, I,
0: you know what? Wait
2: a minute. Let me help you. Okay. Before you 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 do (laughs) this. Let me help you. Ladies and gentlemen, in a moment of true transparency, because I'm about to help my... (laughs) I've been single a long time. I'm 49. Okay. Soon to be 50. Okay. Okay. All of those moments have not just passed me by. There are some times where I did it. So there you there go.
1: There you go. See, there we go. Let
2: me help. That's a, okay. thank you.
1: You know yeah. what? I've got a firefighter, Nor do I keep a fire extinguisher at the house. You understand what I'm saying? So it's like, you know moments like that come. I'm at work sometimes. Right. You know, and I can stay focused on work because I, right. I try to remain busy. Yes. Sometimes I'm at home. As soon as <laughs> I go to sleep, eyes closed. Surprise. Right. You know what I'm saying? No, absolutely. Times like that. I mean, yeah, I don't put the fire out. You know, but it's like that goes from one issue to another one. Mm-hmm. And that's still being worked through. Right. But at the exact same time, nah. No. I mean that that actually becomes a, even a bigger issue though too, to be completely honest, because it kind of breaks the relationship when you actually do get in a relationship. You get so used to pleasuring yourself when you actually get in a relationship, then it kind of messes that that whole connection
0: of the togetherness. But I'm not probably not I the best person you. to answer. Oh that no, question. no, but well, let me let me. I mean, I, I'm. I'll just say this. I, me, I was having sex with my wife prior to us getting married. I mean, we had a son right. prior yeah. to us getting married, so it wasn't like um, anything was 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 new with that situation. And we had broken up, and I was yeah. having sex with other people, you know, in that right. in that time frame. So See, but that's what I try to do. I try to limit the calls. Every now and I you know. yeah no no but because it it was time I remember I will never forget and this is in um us being fully transparent right um it, um I went through a street where I was like I just need to practice celibacy mm-hmm. I'm gonna start to get closer to God because I felt like you <laughs> don't 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 do that don't do that don't make me out to be that guy you're not about to do that so I remember. That it was a particular woman that me and her were have were making out heavy, and in the middle of us making out, me and her had never slept together. Mm-hmm. And in the middle, I stopped and I said, "I can't do this." And she said, "What?" And I, I mean, she wasn't somebody that um, was in the church, so it's just kind of like, I'm just I'm I'm trying to practice celibacy. I you know I was wrong to let it go this far. I remember she was like. She thought it was her. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember for like two weeks her calling me, I can't believe you rejected me and things like that. And I just often think about that moment that we've made people feel as though that when you're trying to protect yourself and your emotion, that you're actually rejecting them. Right. And that wasn't a form of rejection for her. It was just me really trying to be um refrain. refrain so and th- you
1: right. able to continue to A couple weeks now. after that. <laughs> the window only
0: stay, stay closed <laughs> for 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 a couple more weeks after that. I, I'm I'm that's just for transparency. No, there. we gotta be transparent with people. Absolutely. Like I'm I haven't been I tell people I I you know the the flesh is weak at yeah. times and, and, yeah. you know, you don't want to do, um, things and then, you know, but what we can't do is, is we can't get to a space where, and this is not me promoting sinning. What right. I'm saying is we can't get to a point where we feel as though God won't forgive us. He never rejects us. Right. So we can't get to that point. So, but that was just in the, um, us being transparent and honest, yeah. Yeah. um, because
2: have all slip, you know, we've all slipped. Right. You know, the the goal is to not create a practice. Right. And to get, you know, to get yourself back in alignment, you know, and keep going forward.
1: Right. Yeah, that's. I would agree. That's the key is the alignment part. Yeah. It's like when you stay focused on God, certain things aren't acceptable. Yeah. Within you, but right. then as soon as, I and mean, it don't take far to far out of alignment. I mean, it don't take long. Right. You can be focused all day on God and fast. And then you say, like, I'm gonna eat at five o'clock. Soon as five o'clock come along, and you eat pff, back back at point A. And it's right. like, I was doing so good earlier. And mm-hmm. it, it can be discouraging. But that's why the relationship with God is like
0: a hey, But oh but man. but even to piggyback what you said, think about when you're fasting and you say, I'm gonna fast for two days, and then you just happen to, because of habit. You find you see a couple almonds sitting there, mm-hmm. chocolate almonds. You just grab them, throw it in your mouth, not really thinking about it. And then you say, Oh, I forgot that I was fasting. Now, more often than not, what do we do? Continue, we say, No, well, no, I ate no, now, I I ate now well, so ahead, I might as, yeah, I right, might as go well, well go on. But no, at that moment, hey, you know what? God, I did, I'm sorry, I'm God forgive me, I forgot. I'm but I'm gonna keep this fast going. That's what we need to do.
1: That's the perfection of imperfection. Right. So when you understand that I'm imperfect, that actually is the true essence of the relationship with God, right? To say, to literally stop. Because I know me, if I do that, I'm definitely going to, like, Bro, it's time to go get a burger.
0: Now. <laughs> right. I'm gonna be honest.
1: I right. would. I'd be like, man, I already ate. No, nah, my stomach was rumbling anyway. Vegan
0: burger. Eat. Vegan no, burger.
1: Definitely vegan burger. You know, what I'm, I'm, I'm saying? just
0: saying for him. You, me and me and Shonda like, where that where that Kyle at? You eat vegan burgers too? <laughs> oh, no, I eat one. Yeah, if it's yeah. if you it's from
1: straight
0: cat. No, it gotta be. I'll Soon eat one.
1: No, no, but look, look, no, go ahead. So no, no, so even within that regard, it's like you immediately kind of go back to where you didn't want to go. And then that whole day kind of feels like it's just destroyed because you had plans of perfection but not plans of a real, that, that real commitment to God. Mm-hmm. That's why we said commitment outlasts anything because the commitment part is to say focused on whatever your desire was. We fast for reasons. We don't just fast to fast. Right. We fast either hear from God to remove something to get closer to God or to to get us closer to whatever God wants us to to and all of it is for the commun hear the communication with God to align right. us back with God. So within that, if we can just continue on now, since He said that, I'm gonna have to do that next time I fast. So next time I accidentally yeah. grab something,
0: yeah, I'm gonna just try because it's stay. accident. It's accidental because accident. no, it is. It's right. not like it's a conscious like I'm fasting, but I'm hungry, so I'm gonna eat this. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like you know me. You be fasting, and I'm like. Oh, Steph, you want a couple of these chips? You be like, oh, thanks, Buck. And you grab mm-hmm. a couple, th- you be like, oh,
1: you I know what? God. Yep. Yep. And, you know, that that really brings me back to, like, the relationship that David had with God. David was yep. so quick because he had a heart after God to make things right and repent to God. Yep. Constantly and consistently he repented right. and talked to God. So it's that exact same commitment that we need towards God that can get us through those fasts, that can get us that
0: relationship that we want, that
1: can get us those things that we desire within the kingdom. And
0: I mean that's that pretty much yeah. sums it up for me. Yeah. So so another topic that I want us to address when it comes, so what what do you feel as though is the church's responsibility when it comes to now we're talking marriage. When it comes to people who may be in unhealthy marriages. And what I mean by that is more like the physical abuse, the the emotional abuse, mental abuse. Um, Because a lot of times what happens is we tell people the only way you can get a divorce is through adultery. But we expect people to stay in a marriage that is not um, safe Mm -hmm. for them and, you know, I mean, especially, I know you've seen it firsthand, Being especially in the South. It was kind of like one of those things where it's like, you know, well, you can stay with brother so-and-so. He going to change. God going to do this and do that. And, you know, should the church have a responsibility to make sure that per- person is safe or should the church be telling them to stay in that marriage?
2: I definitely don't think we should encourage people to stay in any unsafe situation. And, and excuse me, I'm glad you brought that up because there are times when you realize that you've made a mistake. Doesn't matter what it is. It could be in marriage. It could be in a relationship. It could be in a friendship. It could be in the job that you've taken, uh, a house you just bought. There are times when you realize, you know what, I did not hear God correctly well I wanted this so bad that I overrode um the warnings from God if it were involving the house we would tell them hey you know then get get out of that house walk away from it if it's the car hey take it back to the dealership or let them let them repossess it when it comes to marriage we tell people well just stay there because you said that's what you're gonna do Commitment is commitment no matter where you make it at. And if we're going to encourage people to be committed, you should encourage them to be committed across the board. I will not encourage a person to stay in a, in a relationship or in a marriage that is unsafe. You made a mistake. You did it wrong. Um, repent for that as you would any other vow you've broken. And I think that if we just tell people the truth, just tell them the truth. It doesn't matter how I feel about it. Like, hey, you made this vow. You made this vow before God. And he is beating your head in. Your eye socket is broken. So is your arm. Three of your ribs are cracked. But you go home tonight. You snuggle on up in the bed next to him and let him do whatever he wants to do to you because you made this vow before God. What does that sound like? I think when we give people that kind of advice, We are adding to the abuse that they are already taking.
0: Given the emotional abuse. Absolutely. Spiritual abuse. Spiritual abuse. You
2: know, on top of their emotional and physical, we have the opportunity to use the word of God as a tool or a weapon. Everybody's not gonna stay married. Be it right or wrong, everybody's not gonna stay married. If you think it's a sin, handle it like you do all the other sins. You need to repent get this right with God, and and move on.
0: I like that. I like that.
1: Steph? I've never been married or anything, so I don't really want to. Well, no, I, but, I I just, studied, but nor I'm just. But Nor have I studied. Okay. I'm going to be completely honest. Okay. Um, nor have I studied, and I know Shonda has talked to many married couples and things like that, so she's more versed than I am. I don't never want to talk about something that I don't feel like I'm as versed in.
0: Oh no, I respect that. Or
1: just give my, my, my take on it. So I'm, I'm probably going to let that one kind of pass.
0: No, I got you. I respect that. I respect that. So, um, last question before we uh, start wrapping it up. What? Um, well, a couple questions. I got a couple questions. So, um, and I'll start with you Shonda. So would you, what is the biggest thing that you notice that, um, Would you be, you know, on the previous podcast, people listen, you had expressed um, about your uh, relationship um, that you were in for a long time and things like that. So would you mean somebody who um, desires to be married and things like that? What do you think is the biggest issue that you run into um, when people when you have to address like? the type you know I was in a relationship same sex relationship whatever what are what are the issues that you you run into
2: well well I really haven't had a whole lot of issues but one is that a lot of people can't handle your story okay you know like you need to be with people who can handle your past because your past becomes their future you know this is my story this is what I've been through I, okay. This is what I've done. It just depends on the person. You have to be honest. You know and how they feel about you can those handle kinds of relationships, honesty, and or you can't. And if, if you, you can, feel like you'd be able to trust me, and it's you know, okay. gosh, like you once know. once we're together, what so do you, what do you, you think up, is gonna happen? I you know, really right. people play they're out these scenarios with these one sided conversations. Especially if you have a
0: Especially if you have a friend that's of the same sex that you're very close to, and right. then they start to
2: question that relationship. And I, do. I have a bunch of them. Right. You know what I mean? And so yeah. Um, but don't question me about mine any more than I, I would have to trust you the same way you would have to trust me. Because I may have been with a woman, but so have you. You've probably been with multiple right women. So Am I going to be wondering every time you look at at a woman, if you want her or if you, you know, looking at if you're staring too long, I can't afford to be thinking, what are you thinking at the time? Right. You can't afford to do that with me either.
0: Got you. So
2: either we're going to trust each other or we're not. That's just that's the bottom line. Okay. Because if I told you my story, I trust you enough to be honest about it. What are you going to do with that? You know. I'm telling you so that you can decide what you want to do. I'll never rob you of your choice, right. and I'll respect the one that you make.
0: Absolutely, I like that. So let me ask you, Steph. As um, being a man, um, single man, and in your early thirties, do you, do you feel as though that the church has made you feel as though now you have to start looking to get married? Like there's a certain age that you get where it start to be like you ain't married yet, you ain't. Ooh. Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. Like, you don't have no kids.
1: You're not married, stuff like that. Um, and I'll let it really bother me. It actually doesn't bother me.
0: Well, no, because you went from somebody who said at one point, I'm never getting married, I never Absolutely. want kids. Absolutely, yeah, to, I go from that. Well, that. but that was.
1: That was prior. Right. And then I got into a relationship, and I'm like, all right, I want to start building, you know. Um, yeah, it didn't work out as planned. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> Back down be, memory y'all, lane. Right. <laughs> yeah. Y'all be cool. I ain't gonna yeah. say that. I ain't gonna <laughs> say that. I thought, I thought I
0: was there about was to a, hit the, the bleak button.
1: Like, <laughs> it was, brim, brim, there was some shit. I saw Sean Dead Rock <laughs> looking at right. me like.
0: <laughs> Don't do right, right. No Don't
1: do it But the truth is I, I mean I was in a relationship And I was able to Experience some good things And some bad things I can say that It's home. I've been able to hone in On the things that Work for me The things that make me happy Even the things to look for And I've definitely been able to look See the things uh, That I will not accept Absolutely Um and- and so, yeah, within that, I mean, yeah, they try to – a lot of people try to put a lot of emphasis on a lot of things. But then um, being in my shoes, they probably would do things differently. Um, so I feel like – Well, uh, that,
0: that's an issue because nobody ever wants to be in the perspective of being in somebody else's shoes.
1: No, definitely not. But I'll look at it where I'm at right now. Um, it's important to have a, a emotional maturity and um um you know just like maturity period so you don't like feel
0: that. any pressure to i don't really feel right. no
1: i i do feel though that i so i'm just now getting in the mindset right now
0: for sure right
1: that i was that i feel like all right now it's time for me to, i'm ready to settle down that that I'm the, just in.
0: that the people you're date begin to date now are dating for a purpose absolutely
1: i was there recently okay but not like i am now Okay. Now it feels more. Now I feel more so like okay, got you. All those other times were a fantasy, right? Like yeah, that would be nice. Me getting married and mm. having this and everything. So the event was more so like
0: oh yeah, excitement. well we definitely put you know, more of the emphasis yeah on, on the, the event.
1: event. Oh, but yeah. now, uh, where I'm at now, um, I would say I'm more so. I, it's crazy because I used to hear uh, older guys talk about it like, oh, you'll know when you're ready back in the day. And I'd be like, yeah. how do you know when you ready? You're knowing you ready. Absolutely. Now I can tell that I've just moved into that mindset to where I feel like I've arrived at that point to where like, no, not now. I feel like I'm ready for sure. Yeah. So like we move intentional, especially us as men. And you know, you got a lot of different kinds of men. You got some beta males, you got some alpha males. And, uh, we were all bred to really be like providers and things like that. But, um, I think, you know, being somebody that you would consider yourself as like, oh, a strong male or something. It's not somebody that's just so strong and providing and things like that, but that has that emotional support in different things. Because a woman requires more than just financial support. She requires um, our our emotional support, our understanding, and various different things oh, yeah, that we can provide for. Because sure. I even see Brock and, you know, him being an example and him being married and the things that we've talked about on how he's been able to develop um, and go from, you know, when he was younger till now and different things like that. So it, it actually helps me and even like her cousin Pierre and things like that on how to be the right kind of man. Right.
0: And you know? be emotionally mature. Yeah. Cause we think, have to yeah. Pre- yeah, preach
1: P, emotional P, mature. Pete told me one thing that was profound. He's like, bro, you know, everybody makes so many emphasis on providing and all those. Th-. He said, you know, the thing that really matters in marriage is the, in between things, right? Which is all small things, the
2: details,
0: the details.
2: Women love the details. Well, absolutely. you,
0: I saw, I saw in a movie where it said it. it somebody was standing at grave gravesite, and it said like the year they died, the year they were born, and the year they died, and the dash was in the middle. And they said it's a lot in that in between that dash, and it's like we say protector and provider for a man but there's a lot in between that comma yeah between protector and provider mm-hmm, there's absolutely. a lot that that needs to to take place in that
1: yeah but i mean just to kind of finish up what i was saying it's like yeah i mean i i probably just hit that point and uh so um everything i do moving forward will be with intentions like it kind of was before and i think it's it, it, we all have probably went through things that hurt and i know some people that probably talk on here were listening, and they're like, Well, I've been hurting these different things and things like that. Um, I relied on God for my support, and then I allowed I, I relied on people that
0: and lots been? of whiskey, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would have had a negative outcome. No, I'm, I'm sure. being funny, I'm like, teasing. Merry Christmas, baby, sure do treat me right. No, you'd the have blues. been no, no, it'd have been more like, Girl, you know, I. I, I. <laughs> so, no, so I don't know <laughs> if you've ever been in love like I've been in love. Right, yeah,
1: that's right. That, I forgot what song is it. That's that one dude. Uh, uh, Lenny Williams. Lenny yeah, Williams. Yeah, there yeah, it yeah. is. There you go. Hey. Right there. <laughs> no, but it was it was like you guys, you know, being able to give me perspectives and things like that because everybody has been through different things. And one of my story, I'm just still going through my story, but some of my chapters I had to go through a lot right. in order to get to where I'm at now. I thought I had relationships figured out before because that's why somebody can say, "Well, how can he talk about something he ain't never been married?" Then I haven't been married, but I have been in a relationship before, and I have been able to see. It doesn't take me
0: long to get. But off. if you've been in a relationship before, the different the ring changes some things because of your uh, relationship with God. But it you you would know absolutely, yeah. And so know. that's what I'm saying. Like now,
1: I've been able to kind of go down the ropes, see some different things, and and been able to hone in and Absolutely. I'm still learning a lot and I'm trusting in God with that growth. Amen. You teach me, but yes, then that, yeah, I'm going to be good
0: though. Okay. And Shonda, same question to you, the, the age thing, you know, you said you were 49. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do you feel that pressure um, to get married? Do you still desire?
2: I don't feel any pressure because nobody's going to pressure me. Oh, excuse no, me. I I've outgrown you know peer pressure and, and church pressure. Okay, you know people sure, say because everybody's be, doing it. I know, right? Yeah. They, they're doing it without being married. Yeah, so. have it. But, uh, it. The thing is, I've long passed the days where, you know being bothered by people thinking you should be married by a certain age, uh, because like I said, I'd rather be by myself. I can do bad all by myself. You know, I don't want somebody I got to survive and figure out how to get them out of my house. So how am I going to get out of this, you know, situation? But I do realize at this point, it's a lot happening in my life right now. Like I'm just now on the cusp of the promises of, of God being manifested. So it would be great to have somebody to share that with. Um, if not, I'm still going to just enjoy this moment. So like, I get it now. Like I'm, I'm almost 50 and I get it. Like life is about, it comes full circle for you, like from promise to manifestation and all the things that have happened strategically in the midst of that, even that relationship that people would look at and say, you never should have been in that relationship. I absolutely should have been. It added value. It added value. Like, God wastes nothing. Mm-hmm. Even nothing even in an wasting.
0: experience that we weren't supposed to be in doesn't mean that that relationship wasn't supposed to take place. Right. Like, we pervert a relationship. Right. God brings somebody in your life for a season to teach you or, or preach something to you, and we, in turn, pervert that relationship. Right. Sometime, but it still served the purpose that it was supposed to serve.
2: Absolutely. You know, nothing's wasted. You know, so realizing that being at this point of of manifestation, seeing things happen that I never thought would happen, and then recognizing that I'm actually on path to this one thing that I've been waiting for for a long time. Life is aligning. So, yeah, it would be great. It would be great to be married, you know, to come home after a hard day, you know, and have somebody to just bounce stuff off with and talk about these things. And of course, you know, a
0: little <laughs> late <cool>. night love <laughs> making, me right, okay? Baby, yeah. Hey, you know, girl, what's exactly.
2: your? <laughs> like um, but I don't I feel like any pressure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't feel yes. any pressure. If it happens, great. Right. Um, I had a very good friend of mine who got married for the first time when she was forty-two. Oh, wow. You know, so I'm not at a loss for hope right. that, that things happen. And I've met some wonderful people, so who knows
0: Absolutely, you know, what's
2: around the corner. My job isn't around the corner. I just need to stay on this straightaway right here. God handles the corners.
0: Absolutely. Well, this was a great conversation. I, I enjoyed it. I feel like we still left a little bit on the table, which is good because that means we can bring this topic up again Absolutely. and have more uh, ways to dive in and um, um, deep dive into it. And I, I plan on in the f- future having uh, people come on so we can really talk about the marriage aspect, um, the, you know, the adultery, the whatever, you know, the, the financial part. So we can have like another guest come in and we can discuss it on the round table. But we're gonna uh, go ahead and close this out. So we're gonna start with you, Rabbi.
2: Okay. Um, Be healthy by yourself. Devote yourself to the things of God. Get to know him. Because if you can build a good relationship with him, it'll prepare you to expand that relationship out to other people.
0: Amen. Mm -hmm. Short and sweet. Mm -hmm. Short and sweet. Go ahead, Steph. Um, Commit to the Lord.
1: Commit to the Lord, and then all your other uh, commitments will follow through. Um, and that that's not guaranteed. I don't want to say that it's like, oh, it's gonna be guaranteed. No, it's not gonna always be guaranteed. But I will say having that relationship with God helps you get over things easier. Um, because when you're occupied in him, he will consume your time to where, you know how we said stay busy. You can always stay busy in God. So I'm learning that within my my own life. I've been able to get over things a lot faster and certain things I still had to go through doesn't mean you're going to go through things, but you can be able to make it through with God. So um, you want that relationship. You want um, to be whole. You want somebody who's going to love you in certain ways. Actually take a selfless uh, perspective and be that person that you expect. So uh, uh, commit to God and commit to uh, the things that you need to do to be whole and complete, and then you can be that person that somebody's looking for. And then that God, when you do pair in that union with that person, that it can be healthy. So, yeah.
0: Amen, amen, amen. Thanks, Steph. Great job. Great job. Both of y'all really enjoyed the topic. The first time that God said that something wasn't good in Genesis was when he was finishing. he saw Adam sitting in the garden by himself. And he said, it is not good that man should be alone. Let me create a companion for him. And at that moment, companionship became a very important thing for us because God creating a companion for Adam became the thing that most people would say made them feel whole is to have a companion. Now, I'm not arguing whether you need to have a a companion or not, but what I am saying is for those people who desire to have a companion, a person who desires to be married, that the most important thing to understand when wanting companionship is that you first have to understand friendship. Now, I'm not one to argue that on a lot of levels that one person, um, the rest of your life can fulfill all the needs that you want. So you may have other friends that lift you up in other areas. But the person that you decide to spend the rest of your life with should, in essence, be your best friend someone that you can share everything with, someone that you feel comfortable being uncomfortable, as Shonda said. So learn how to be a good friend and learn what good friendship looks like. And I promise you, you will have excellent companionship. So with that being said, I just want to thank you all for listening to another episode of Road to Damascus, where it's not about the road, it's about the journey. I apologize for such a long hiatus, but in the future, I'm going to do all that I can to make sure that we're bringing you the best and giving you great content. Until then, until next time, thank you and God bless.